0: Let's make it lit. Woo.
1: I've been feeling very old the last couple of days, or, or rather a very specific body part has been feeling very old.
0: Ooh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. How did you hurt your back, Mark?
1: No, not my back. Oh, knees? Yeah, it's my right knee. Oh. My, Just my right knee. And, and I mean, it's not old. It's, it's, uh, I've been worried the last few days that it's maybe something worse. I'm not sure. I don't know much about knees.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think it was Friday or Saturday, it started feeling like a bit sore. Like, like something just felt off. Mm-hmm. And then I think Monday it was added to worst where, I could like when I would try to like walk upstairs or like try and like bend my knee and put weight on it when bent like just bending it was pretty much fine but putting weight on it while it was bent I could like feel pain and like the inside part of it mm-hmm. and that's gone now and yesterday it was mostly on the like um just below the kneecap is where mm-hmm. I would feel the tension today it's mostly gone actually. Yesterday, I tried to be a bit more nice to it, and today, I've also tried to be a bit more nice to it. Like, I've still gone out for walks and stuff, but yesterday and Monday, when I went out for a walk, it was, like, uncomfortable to walk, Mm -hmm. and it felt like my kneecap was, like, moving. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it actually was, but that's what it felt like. It just, every step that I took with my right foot for, like, the first five or ten minutes just felt off in every single way. Mm-hmm. And eventually it'd be like, okay, now this feels a bit more like I'm walking. <laughs> and today um, it felt way more normal, but it still doesn't feel like I want, like my body, I don't know if it's my brain or like my knee, sort, if, you know, if you know what I mean by that, mm-hmm. telling me that I don't want to be putting weight on it. I can't tell if it's like the last few days I've messed with my brain and it's like, no, don't do it. Or if it's my knee being like, no, you can't do it. Um, but it still feels like a little off, but it doesn't hurt anymore today. Like when I've been sitting and I get up or anything, it doesn't feel stiff or sore or painful today, so I don't really know what's up hm mm-hmm. hmm. yeah, you, you got any medical advice
0: <laughs> Well okay, not a doctor, uh-huh. so I cannot diagnose conditions like this, but I have to say, your description of what this let's we'll call it an ailment uh what it felt- feels like or felt like huh. sounds surprisingly it. Like, takes me back to my high school cross-country days when Mm -hmm. I dealt with kind of a chronic injury uh, for on and off for a few years. Um, And it sounds just like how that felt for me. Hmm. Not a doctor, so I don't know.
1: Well, okay, but you got to give me a little bit more than that. Like, do you have any resolution to this? Is it just something that continues to bother you every time you, like, try and run or something? Or, like, what? Yeah,
0: yeah. You'll never be able to walk again. I actually have a wheelchair now. No. Um, sorry, that wasn't that funny.
1: No, it really wasn't. <laughs>
0: um, no, I, the thing that I found most useful for it was using a foam roller, which I like, I had like a PT teach me or like show me how to do it to deal with what it was. Cause like I, my thing was, I had issues with things called like your IT band or something. Hmm. I feel like I'm remembering that right i don't know but um for that it was like this you know what the the foam roller thingies are yeah we have one yeah so it was like this on your side kind of rolling from like your hip down the side of your quad down to your knee Mm -hmm. and uh It was one of the more painful things that I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've
1: heard about foam rollers.
0: But it's also one of those things. It's like running a real good race. It's super painful while you're doing it. And you really don't want to be there. But then the second you're done, it's like, wow, that was great. I want to do that again.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I know that that's or I suppose I'm of a split mind here. I've never really done the foam rolling thing. Not for any Mm -hmm. particular reason. I just never really have. But I've always heard that it's not pleasant while you're doing it. And I'm also not someone who's, like, done massages or anything like that. Like, I just... I've never really, like, enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've always been very hesitant and I've never really had a good reason to. But this might be the good reason to. Um, So I might try that Mm -hmm. afterward. But I'm at least happy that it's, like... Going away, yeah. Because, I mean, part of it was very frustrating. I was super excited on like Wednesday or Thursday when I was very close to a um, hundred straight days of getting at least ten thousand steps, mm-hmm. um, at least, like on my watch. And I was like, "Wow, this is I've never <laughs> I've never gotten this far." You know? Yeah. I think the most i I'd, I'd gotten is like most of a month. And then some day would come along, and I just wasn't able to make it happen. Um, so I was like, wow, 100 days. Like, that's really cool. And then it, my knee starts getting bad on, like, Friday or Saturday, and it was Sunday <laughs> that I was supposed to be able to get it. And Sunday I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to push through and do it. Like, I I need to get this. So, like, I, I've i kept my streak alive throughout all of this, uh, <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's why your knee hurts. You can't listen to your body, Mark.
1: Well, I listened to it in that I didn't try and go up staircases Okay. after I tried to go up two and it didn't go very well.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so you listen to it just like somebody listens to you and then ignores the advice that you give them and does the exact opposite.
1: For a short bit and then they realize they were wrong and they come back and say, I'm sorry, I should have listened sooner.
0: <laughs> oh, they apologize? That makes it a lot I, I better, I apologize honestly. to my
1: knee. I, I have... I haven't done foam rolling, but I've sort of like at least the last couple of days when it was hurting, I would, you know, try and just slowly flex it a little bit and massage immediately around it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and that seemed to help. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I was really scared that I had like also like busted up my quads or something like that because I was like feeling my I was kind of like leaning a little bit and i was feeling both of my quad muscles right around my knees and on my left mm-hmm. leg it was like wow this is like really firm and on my right leg it was like really soft mm-hmm. i was like that doesn't seem good and then i realized oh wait no it's my body just isn't is trying to not put any weight on my right foot so it's just not flexing the quads at all so once i sh- shifted my weight everything turned out fine but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had a I had a poor poor state of self diagnosis there for about 30 seconds when i was freaking out trying to <laughs> yeah so so uh, yeah I'm not pleased Um, I'm not like super surprised in the grand scheme of things that this has happened to me Um, between like you know I've always been like a a pretty active person but throughout college you know I was um, had put on more weight than I should have while still sort of keeping up the same level of or types of activities that are mm -hmm. not good for your joints Uh, so it's not surprising that like you know things have almost certainly worn down a little bit plus i'm not great about stretching and all the sort of actual muscle care that you should be doing Uh, so i do need to get better at that for sure i was also I, i was talking to aaron and i thought that i had at one point figured out the likely culprit of whatever like exacerbated this because it came out of nowhere you know Mm -hmm. at least to me that's what it felt like it was like one day it was like pretty stiff and the next two days it was really bad and then yesterday it wasn't quite as bad and today it's basically all gone so i was thinking to myself well i know that when i go for example like take care of laundry uh we don't have in-unit laundry it's like a floor down Mm -hmm. but our building is set up so that there's like an elevator in the middle and staircases on either side on like the ends of the hallways. And and we are on Mm -hmm. one end of a hallway, so we're right by a staircase. I typically go down the staircase outside and re-enter the building near the middle where the laundry room is. And there's like a sort of green area that's about you know, three feet down from where the staircase enters. Like, when you exit the staircase, there's, like, a, a few picnic tables, and uh, immediately to your left is, like, a, um, a a block of wood or a section of wood that you could sit on, and mm-hmm. three feet down from there is where some grass is, and then a small staircase that goes to the middle of the building. So, typically, if you're following the concrete, you would go walk past all the picnic tables, just past this wood, you know, about 90 feet away, you take a left, go down a concrete ramp, take another left. Um, you just take this big U loop around this little courtyard. But that's inefficient. So I always hop down from the wood, you know, like a few feet. Uh, so I always hop down from the wood and just cross across, go across the grass directly. Um, and, and also when I'm coming back, I typically jump up from the grass onto the wood instead of walking all the way around. And I was thinking, huh, I bet that either the hopping down or the jumping up, I did it in a way that tweaked my knee while doing laundry. But then I remembered, I didn't do laundry on Thursday, so I don't know what it is. (laughs) It made me very frustrated. That was
0: a real adventure, Mark. You took me on a journey there.
1: (laughs) It was a journey in my mind. Too.
0: I gotta admit, for a second, I like started zoning out at the beginning, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have no idea where we're going if I don't follow this. <laughs> so I had to like start building this map in my mind of what you were describing. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was quite the. Uh, taxing mental exercise that i was not anticipating at this
1: hour just trying to warm you up for the comics you know
0: oh geez oh god i should look ahead here before no, i get screwed no over. you shouldn't i am just saying oh we oh no nope, that's my comic <laughs> <laughs> clicked on the wrong tab uh, but I yeah like, oh, so, i know this comic
1: so i don't really know what the actual deal is i suppose i'll try and follow your advice aaron was getting really frustrated with me yesterday mm-hmm. when i wanted to take ibuprofen <laughs>
0: No, I get that. I do the same thing.
1: Okay. Well, at least I have that uh, little thing in my hat. I don't know. Unless
0: it's unless it's like debilitating. I try to avoid taking things like ibuprofen.
1: Yeah, I was trying. Aaron was worried that, you know, maybe there's some internal inflammation or something. I mean, looking at my knee, there is nothing visually wrong, you know, which which I considered was mm-hmm. something, mm. something to mm-hmm. guide by. So I was like, well, it's not, like, inflamed or anything. I don't, like, it doesn't hurt so bad when I'm doing anything that I feel like I need to dull the pain. And also, I'm already not great at listening to my body. If I take away any signals, it's not going to help me get better sooner. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I I eventually relented and Mm -hmm. took a single ibuprofen. I'm not sure if it helped, but.
0: So what you're telling me is you're a pill popper now.
1: Something like that. Yeah, I actually went to the Walgreens and asked her a subscription of Vicodin.
0: She just called me. I could have just mailed you something. No, I don't have yeah. Vicodin. That was just a joke.
1: Just, I'm sure, hey, FBI, I'm sure that FBI. your ink will do something to me.
0: Oh, it will take away your pain certainly if you <laughs> if you drink my ink. Your pain will be gonzo. Uh, your your like sense of or state of being alive might also be gonzo, but mm-hmm. eh, that's a that's a conversation for another day.
1: That's right. Let's let's focus on one body part at a time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, if if your goal is to stop being in pain, it will do that.
1: As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I could have an uh, an eternity of pain awaiting me on the other side, but try not to worry about that too much.
0: Let's be honest. That's where all the fun's going to be, though. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I not have started this today? <laughs>
1: It reminds me of uh, a good Twilight Zone episode where a guy dies and he goes to you know the afterlife, let's say, and you know, everything is all nice and white and, and he, was a, he was a chronic gambler in his time. And so he his afterlife is taking place in a, co- in a casino. It's a, you know, a real posh hotel. He can go down all the time and go play any of the casino games that he wants with you know, a beautiful woman around to me, get drinks, whatever he wants. And he's always shocked when he goes down because he continues to win. Um, and eventually he is so bored of always winning. Like, there's no excitement to it. does not getting him sort of, like his, his gameplay thing. So he goes to, and talks to the casino owner and uh, the uh, uh, and he says, you know, you know, everything here is so perfect. If there's just, like, this main thing, like, you know, why would heaven be so, like, why should, why would I be someone who would be, like, disappointed when I'm in heaven? And, of course, he's <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, what gave you the impression that you were in heaven? And he takes off his little bowler hat and he has, like, a horns over <laughs> <under> there. <laughs> hmm. Oh, the Twilight Zone. What a good show.
0: The real question I got for you, Mark, after that story is, <laughs> Edward or Jacob?
1: god uh i've never seen any of those movies or read any of the books
0: me neither i've only seen the promotional uh, I, like posters. i suppose
1: i am team i i'm just gonna go for edward because i was as we've no. talked about i watched the harry potter movies and he's cedric diggory so you know
0: okay uh, I, wait i, I, I thought
1: that was i'm team edward because robert pattinson has been in more movies that i like than taylor Lautner. <laughs> how about that okay okay what has Taylor Lawton or even been in? I don't know, but I have a feeling that is probably Magic Mike, I, I assume. Uh, is he in Magic
0: Mike? I don't
1: know, but it Magic fits. Mike? It fits if he was. Um, I see him in the Twilight movies. I'm not sure if I see him in anything else. Apparently he was in What's New Scooby-Doo. What? That's oh a God. TV show. Filmography. He hasn't been in anything in five years. Okay. oh he was shark boy i feel like i've definitely forgot that <laughs>
0: shark boy
1: and in, in, in the adventures of shark boy and lava girl
0: oh i'm definitely like aware that that was a thing that existed but i don't actually <laughs> really like understand what it is
1: it's like spy kids except shark boy and lava girl so it's like walmart spy kids <laughs> something like that yeah uh he was in cheaper by the dozen too, apparently he wasn't cheap by the dozen, too. Yeah, and then the only other things he's really no been in was, of course, the Twilight movies. He was in Grown Ups two, and the Ridiculous Six, huh? Which I think was a Netflix only movie that was a parody of the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, and he hasn't really done anything since two thousand sixteen.
0: Miss America, Miss Americana. I don't know what that is. I don't know either in 2020 oh oh, it's a netflix original apparently Twyler, he's Twyler, oh my gosh i can't even talk Taylor swift embraces her role as a songwriter and oh i think it's like a taylor swift like thing
1: well in either case team edward because robert pattinson is more relevant and has done actually good work okay have you seen the lighthouse yet no i told you about it several months ago but you should watch it. It's super weird and super good. I remember
0: you telling me about it. I don't remember if I promised to watch it or not though.
1: I I I make no claim as to whether you did. I'm just asking if you happen to have seen it yet. I, have <laughs> I think not. you should. It's really good Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe and some seagulls.
0: Yeah, seagulls. Nah, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of seagulls. Are they dying in the movie?
1: Uh, actually, that is a sort of a plot point is, yes, killing a seagull.
0: Oh, I'm in. I'm going to watch it tonight.
1: We could talk about it on the next episode if you watch it.
0: Uh, Let's not promise it's, that I'm going to watch like it tonight. Our,
1: it'll be like our Sharknado special.
0: Oh my God. That was so far back. Yeah. I almost forgot we did that. <laughs> Yo, sh- <laughs> I need to rewatch Sharknado. That's what I'm missing in my life.
1: Okay, so now I feel like if you want to do that, then maybe Sharkboy and Lava Girl would be the better movie watch. Uh, <laughs> it's probably about high quality, as high quality as Sharknado. I
0: think it's like probably ten times too much high quality. Too much high quality.
1: Yeah. May- maybe. Anyway, I vote you watch the Lighthouse, and we can talk about it at some point.
0: Okay. I'll I'll try to i'll put it on the docket i was told that i have to watch young frankenstein Mm. or else i'm going to the place where the devil lives that we already talked about in this episode
1: is there a new version of that i assume you're watching the gene wilder version but um it's from like like...
0: the 70s i think i was told
1: yeah i i just wasn't sure if there was a remake because in my mind there was but yeah 1974 with gene wilder have you seen it yeah i watched it with my dad a long time ago um but I didn't really get the comedy then. So I probably need to watch it again to really get it.
0: Okay, so it's supposed to be funny?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's a Mel Brooks movie. So it's it's along the lines uh, of like Blazing Saddles and stuff like okay. that.
0: Okay. It's
1: Frankenstein. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. The other one I was supposed to do was Blazing Saddles.
1: Oh, that that is probably Mel Brooks' greatest achievement. Yeah? That's a hilarious movie, yes.
0: I totally thought I'd seen this, but I'm on it's Wikipedia page now and I feel like I definitely have it now that I'm here.
1: You should definitely watch Blazing Saddles. You will love it.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Wait, what? 19 American satirical western black comedy film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm in.
1: Oh, it's got it's Gene wonderful. Wilder too. Yeah, he's the Ooh. he's the Waco kid. The Waco kid, the fastest hands this side of the Mississippi.
0: Oh, my, okay. Yeah, I do need to watch this. I feel like there's gonna be oh Yiddish speaking Native American. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm totally in. This sounds like it's gonna be great. It is. <laughs> I'm gonna stop reading the Wikipedia page because I don't want it to be spoiled.
1: I mean, the plot, like like most Mel Brooks movies, the plot, the plot is somewhat matter. irrelevant. Yeah, you know? it, it helps. It's yeah. a vehicle. There is a plot. Um, but it's not super important.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like Monty Python. The plot doesn't matter. It's everything that happens. Yes. It's the journey. It's not the destination.
1: In fact, I would say the ending of Blazing Saddles is a more perfect version of the pretty abrupt ending to Holy Grail. Okay. Anyway, let's continue.
0: Ah, this is my cue. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like was waiting for work. To
0: speak. <laughs> Back in the Day by Eric Scott uh, is the comic that Mark brought this week. Um, and that's what a nice title Grant says is he is buying time <laughs> to figure out how to describe this, this creature in the comic. I must say a uh, mouse with slightly more human characteristics in terms of its posture and body proportions maybe not, I don't know, is sitting on a object that I almost can't identify as much as the mouse. We're going to say a rock is sitting on a rock, uh, in a empty wasteland with the sun just peeking up from the horizon. The mouse looks off towards the sun as it rises higher about three quarters. Ah, three quarters of the way up the horizon now. And the mouse looks questioning as you see the what i described as a sun rise further and you see the string from the bottom of the balloon trailing behind it as it is a bright yellow balloon rising above the horizon
1: there you go um i will tell you that it is technically a possum
0: ah there we go i knew i was gonna be wrong Ah, i should have read the should have read the comment
1: yeah but that's irrelevant we're not talking about possums Uh (laughs)
0: shoot i got some possum facts
1: well i'm not interested uh i have two questions they're entirely different so we'll just see where one takes us and and hop on to the other one if we need to uh do you remember when restaurants would just hand out balloons to kids
0: yeah they don't do that anymore do they
1: no they really don't
0: or did i stop noticing it because i stopped getting (laughs) balloons that's the real question here
1: Uh, I can say with pretty absolute certainty that they stopped doing this a long time ago. I don't know how long ago, but I do know that between the time we would sometimes go to Applebee's um, in like elementary school, very early middle school, between that time and when I started working at Applebee's, balloons were removed.
0: (laughs) I wonder why. I feel like... Do you think it has something to do with workers huffing helium?
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say broadly safety concerns, question mark, but that seems like a, a good safety concern. I, I, yes, having worked in a restaurant, I would I would feel pretty confident that workers huffing helium, if there was helium available, would have been a problem. <laughs> hmm I don't yeah. know. Do you think that they like actually would have had like a an actual tank of helium, or would they just sort of somehow ship pre-filled balloons? They
0: almost certainly did not ship pre-filled balloons, and now I'm noticing other issues like the fact of workers who have or would recently huff helium handling cylinders of pressurized gases. Uh, when I'm assuming they probably haven't been trained properly how to handle cylinders of Pressurized gases could be a problem.
1: I mean, maybe it was part of the training regimen. I feel like I was pretty thoroughly trained at my Applebee's. I mean, that as a joke, of course. Uh <laughs> so more thoroughly I, trained at Applebee's than I was at Target, but...
0: Yeah, I just feel like... Cylinders of gases are surprisingly dangerous objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just feel like... If you're in the environment with people who would... Because you seemed like you weren't surprised when I said huffing helium. Uh, With the people who do that just for a little giggle during work hours, I feel like they're not necessarily the people that I trust handling cylinders of pressurized gas.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we trust them with a lot of things like alcohol and sharp knives. So...
0: Uh. Yeah, but alcohol and sharp knives, it takes a lot to turn them into a rocket. Like a literal rocket.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Uh, uh yeah, that that was a pretty good pull. I feel like Yeah, let's assume they had tanks of helium and it took a really long time for OSHA to finally come around and be like, Hey guys, we can't we can't do this. Like I finally took my son out to an Applebee's and we can't be doing this. <laughs> Yeah, there's like
0: four holes in the wall at that Applebee's that seem to be the shape of the cylinders of helium you're using.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness.
0: Either you guys are doing a renovation and adding some porthole-style windows, or somebody hasn't been following safety regulations. Mm
1: -hmm. But there is—so I'm not sure if this is a good or a bad thing, but I'm now realizing— And I wonder if you can corroborate this in your area of the world. Uh Uh-huh. Can you also, do you also believe that there has been a dramatic reduction in sightings of lone balloons floating off into the sky? I feel like that was a pretty frequent spring to fall (laughs) thing to see growing up. And I can't remember the last time I've seen one.
0: Rather than answering your question, I'm going to ask my own. How often growing up did you see balloons just, like, floating off into the sky? How sad was your life?
1: (laughs) Well, they weren't my balloons. They were just someone else's that you just see while you were driving around or whatever. I don't know. That's
0: like a cliche from, like, a sad Hallmark movie or something. (laughs) Like, oh, just, I, like someone like breaks up with me or breaks my heart. And then I just see a balloon floating <laughs> off into the sunset.
1: I, I never treated it that way at all. It, it did not have that connotation with me. Okay. Uh, I mean, there was, there was the connotation of obviously there is some, there is some crying kid with upset parents on the other end of where that balloon left. Uh, But I, I think, I don't know. It was just like, it was just like a, Hey, that's a balloon. It, it, I don't know. It was the same as seeing like uh, a fighter jet with contrails or something. You know, it's like a a novelty in the sky, but I feel like that has disappeared a long time ago. I don't know. So so clearly you're saying that this was not something that you've noticed uh, either happen or decrease in your time.
0: Maybe I'm just like a selfish or like self-absorbed person, but I feel like the only memories I have of balloons floating off into the distance were because I accidentally let them go and it was <laughs> the worst moment in my entire life up until that point.
1: huh.
0: It was just like soul crushingly painful
1: hmm. at that those, point in my life. In your memory, were those um, just like standard party balloons or the, um, I don't know, or like foil balloons? What which, which ones are you thinking of? Were um, more common,
0: Mark? I've dealt with a lot of hardship in my privileged life here, so we're gonna say all of the above.
1: Okay, <laughs> poor you.
0: Yeah, uh. I've lost lots of balloons. Maybe I just had lots of balloons. I feel um, like I need to like ship or you I was balloons just now. Who <laughs> do it? I'm down. Or like, actually, I, I think a funnier thing I would be to like put in an order for a what. I literally have balloons within reach of me right now. Oh, you do? (laughs) I'm going to prove it, that I'm not just, like, moving bags. No, I I believe you. (laughs) Oh, no, that clipped real bad. Eh, that's okay.
1: I'll sort it (laughs) out. I totally
0: forgot I had these balloons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you have them?
0: That's too long of a story to get into right now, to be honest.
1: Okay. Uh, so so what I was going to say is, well, I'll, I'll go back in two steps. What I was just about to say is um, an, another entry in the list of things that Mark surprisingly never really learned how to do is I am very incompetent at tying up a balloon. What? Yeah. I, I just have never really been able to get the, I don't know if it's like dexterity or what it is, but it's just never really vibed with me. I've never had a good job. I've never done a good job of just tying up a balloon. Wow.
0: I mean, that that, that's me. that's
1: better than growing up when I was very bad at blowing up balloons in general mm-hmm. because I would do the, the equivalence of like if you're playing a, a, a brass instrument and you kind of accidentally puff out your cheeks. Yep. That would happen all to the, me all the time when trying to blow up a balloon. It would, like, hurt my jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I guess didn't have the embouchure strength or whatever to blow up. I don't know. Uh, I don't have issues anymore. But for a long time, I could never really blow up balloons. And I was also unhelpful because I couldn't tie balloons. So I was really 0 for 2 on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really tried in a long time to tie a balloon. But I'm not sure mm-hmm. it would go well still.
0: That surprises me. I always think of you as a very, like, dexterous young man, so.
1: <laughs> in some regards, I don't know. I just, like, never got the hang of, like, get fi- finding the spot where I can, like, actually get the um, rubber tied. Like, I could wrap it around my finger, and then I would completely uh... not be able to get get it actually knotted in in the final step. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, you can find, like, the, the little hole you got to stick it through. Exactly. That that does take a couple years to figure out, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like okay. anyone who gets it first try is, uh, I don't know, some there's something bad about them personally or their character. Because <laughs> it like took someone... me a while to learn, too. And so I'm just going to make a blanket statement based on my own personal feelings.
1: Sounds excellent. What I was going to say before that is what I think I actually want to do. Is not mail you a bunch of balloons, but instead gonna, p- put in an order at a local Party USA or Party City sort of place for just a bunch of balloons that you have to go pick up.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I can, I can... That would
1: be probably one of the funniest things I could do, I think.
0: <laughs> yes. We we need to set some ground rules here, though, okay? Ground rule one. <laughs> Not allowed to deliver anything to my place of work, okay?
1: Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, actually, though, that would be the easiest because I still don't know your home address, so that would be the easiest thing to do would be to try and I deliver know. it to your office because I know where you work. I don't know where yes. you live.
0: Yes. <laughs> we just set that ground rule. <laughs> that's so fine. it's out of bounds. But that's that would be hilarious. Role. That would be like a week, 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 set this out, week making hilarious moment. There we go. Yeah,
1: so that's why I probably might actually do it.
0: That'd be great. I need that sometimes, you know? Sometimes you just need to get a bunch of balloons and act like a child.
1: Exactly, and let just one drift off into the sun.
0: Yeah, I'll do that just for you.
1: Do it. (laughs) I want want a Snapchat of it.
0: (laughs) It better be blue so it can be on Water Wednesday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Water balloons are a whole other thing.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: Man. What a pain in the butt.
0: Yeah, pain in the keister. Am I right?
1: You are right.
0: But they got those, like, magic, like, balloon bundles now that are, like, twice as expensive, but honestly worth the time.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like, in general, water balloons are pretty disappointing. Like, they were fun in elementary school when you never had to make them, and it was just, like, water balloon Mm -hmm. toss time, Uh, (laughs) like, last day (laughs) of school or whatever, but... Anytime I would actually ever have to like put up, put together water balloons for something, it's like cool. You do that, you spend you know twenty five minutes playing with them at most, and then it's like, well, I guess we're done here.
0: Do you get way much more time, way more time out of your water balloons than I think I ever did?
1: Yeah, I was being generous.
0: Unless you had like five thousand water balloons. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's mostly when like my, you know, my little sister couldn't really throw, so she would miss, but then the throw wouldn't be hard enough for it to break the water balloon.
0: Uh yes, the ever everlasting water balloon.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, I'd probably prefer a high-quality Super Soaker. Not that those exist anymore either, but
0: Oh god, I was I don't think we've ever talked about this. I was obsessed with Super Soakers. Really? <laughs> Someone asked me earlier this week what's something about you that I don't know about you yet, and I should have said that. Because was way better than the fact that I gave them. Because I loved Super Soakers so much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they were my life for a couple of years. Super Soakers and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings me back.
1: Yeah. yeah I don't if think I we ever a had, had a good machine. Super Soaker. I was into Nerf darts. Nerf darts mm-hmm. were very much something that I enjoyed. But it felt like you could do more with them. hmm. So... I just found them a bit more multi-purpose.
0: By do more, you mean lose them and never be able to use the gun again?
1: Well, I was pretty good. I I didn't often. I think the mo- the only place that I typically would like have a nerf gun battle, so to speak, was at uh, Max's house growing up. So then they weren't mine to lose anyway. Ah. Uh, but we were pretty good at picking up. But like I, I would enjoy just like in in the basement. Doing my own sort of like nerf sharpshooting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was that was all really fun.
0: That fits your personality.
1: It does. Lone Wolf. That's lone what they called me pack. in freshman year gym class.
0: Hashtag lone wolf.
1: There's the wolf pack and then I was the lone wolf.
0: Ow ow That's Something not like what that. a wolf sounds
1: like. That that that's a that's close ish to the uh sound effect that I used for uh a text adventure that I did with Jack and McHale. I had a wolf noise. <laughs> ow! Ow! It it doesn't sound quite like as like you know a, a weird mix between a wolf and a cat call, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh no, that was the wrong noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're we're making too much to do about nothing here. We got to like move on, Mark. Mm-hmm. We got stuff to talk
1: about, groundbreaking stuff
0: to talk about.
1: I need some water for a new comic. I did not like that sound.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Promise I won't make it again.
1: Grant has brought Baldo by Hector D. Cantu and Carlos Castellanos. Uh, There is a probably a sort of middle-aged-ish slightly younger than middle-aged man sitting in an armchair listening to some Tunes uh, from a record player, while a uh, younger guy uh, is rifling through a cardboard box, probably full of records. And uh, the the young young man is saying, "I don't get it. There's so many cool new bands out, but it looks like you haven't bought anything in forever." And the older man in the armchair, uh, is pointing up at his head and saying. I'm pretty sure we all have a new music muscle right about here. And then he continues shaking his hand along to his music and says, Mine went out on me about 15 years ago.
0: So Mark, how's your new music muscle going these days? I know you got some soreness in your legs, but...
1: (laughs) I would say that in the last year or two, my new music muscle has been surprisingly stronger than it ever ever was growing up
0: (laughs) wow i was
1: never much for listening to music casually anyway
0: growing up yeah
1: that was a very new thing for me like when i started working full-time was basically when i started listening to music Mm -hmm. and then my first couple sort of put together playlists was a lot of classic rock type stuff that i listened to with my parents that i still enjoy uh, but then I went from there, and then started adding in like more modern, like alternative rock, pop rock that was still pretty popular. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I've always been a fan of Coldplay. Um, I enjoy some music by The Killers. I'm trying to think of some others, but but that's that kind of stuff. You know, pretty popular middle school, high school music. That, that at least that's how I think of it. You know. Mm-hmm. These bands that like had a couple really big hits and, and continue to remain popular. I also like bands like Train and stuff like that. But then in the past year or two, I've started branching out more than that. Just kind of allowing Spotify to keep mm-hmm. using its various uh, machine learning tools to poke me in new directions. Mm-hmm. So I have branched out into more sort of different varieties of sort of pop rock and alternative rock. Uh, By uh, not necessarily lesser known bands, but bands that, you know, don't have as well. Okay, yes, lesser known, but not so lesser known that it's like a cult following Mm -hmm. bands that I had heard of growing up at some point, but never really seemed super popular. Um, So I've done so I've branched out into some others there and then also some new genres a, a general genre that i like a lot when i accidentally discovered it on a whim last year is math rock <laughs> <clears throat> which is essentially just typically that... it's typically at least this kind that i like it's just instrumental music this but, it, but it's basically me. if it's basically just if a rock band played their version of jazz okay like, like that's all it is they're, they want they like to mess around with time signatures that they like to be a bit complicated with a basic um you know set of melodies underneath that they're following but it's just it's just like a bit involved but it's you know just a, typically a couple of guitars and a drums up player and i just okay. find it really good working music mm-hmm. um but that's the like genre of it okay. so yeah i don't know i feel like in the last few years yeah, you know, I still have my preferences, but I have been way more purposeful about trying to find new music instead of just like, oh, I can listen to the same thirty songs for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay.
0: I think you pretty much answered my question, the question I was going to ask thoroughly there, but I'll ask it anyway in case mm-hmm. you have additional input. Sure. Uh, ha- so how do you? Uh oh, no, I'm not I don't want to ask it anymore because you definitely answered it. I was gonna ask you how you find new music or how you find yourself being introduced to new music. And so yeah. it's mostly through Spotify, you said? So like a streaming service recommendations type deal.
1: Yeah, like I typically I, I've not I've not been very good about this the last couple of months, but at least when I'm in the mood to try and find more specific music, I will go on to the Discover Weekly playlist that Spotify puts together mm-hmm. where it just sort of tries to find music that you'll be interested in across everything that you've currently shown interest in um, and, and typically I'll find a couple songs that get me there but I, I tend to have the, the hard thing is that I have a sort of very specific kind of song that I'm often looking for
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I, I don't just because I, I don't casually listen to music for the most part. I uh. have music that I like to work to. So there are a couple of albums. There are actually two very specific albums. The the Babel album by Mumford and Sons. And uh, <laughs> oh, The God. Hands That Thieve by Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah. When I first started working full time. And I would have a lot of tedious curriculum tasks to do. Just like the equivalent of data entry. Mm-hmm. I would pop those. I would just like play through those. Over and over again. Just those two albums. Mm-hmm. And, and when I've had, you know, o- over the c- couple years working now, whenever I have one of those tasks, I try and just be like, no, this is just one of these kinds of music tasks, and I'll still use those. But then my sort of math rock instrumental jam band music has also entered the fray there. So mm-hmm. that's one, like, kind of music that I'm sometimes looking for. And the only other time I choose to listen to music is basically when I'm driving. Okay. And when I'm driving and I'm listening to music, it's because I'm not listening to a podcast because I just need something else to occupy my brain. So I'm going on like a long drive or something or I'm just in the mood to listen to music. And then I want songs that I can sing along to. So I'm looking for like a specific like Mm. feel and mood to the music. I typically want it to be like kind of upbeat, something that I can sing along to. Um, So it's like, there's lots of other good music that I like. Like, I like classical music. I like going to classical music concerts, but I don't typically sit down and, like, listen to music as an activity where I'm trying to find new music to listen to. Neat. Yeah.
0: I feel like I just learned something new about you. There you go.
1: Yeah, it's always funny when I hear other people's relationship with music because as someone who who... Like, I really enjoy music in the abstract... You know, I'm a huge Mm -hmm. band nerd, but I just like never really listened to it growing up that much. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I have a very unique relationship to it compared to other people who like to have music on a lot or use it in very different ways than I do. Say something funny.
0: I was looking for what you... That's not funny. I was going to say, I was just looking for what you got, and if that's all you got, that's great. Uh, Something funny. uh, Peanut butter tribalism, or whatever it is. Uh, (laughs) Good one. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Talk to you next week, big wing boy. No!